remained silent because she feared what Nicole might do. If Louise gave the ultimatum that swelled her chest almost to bursting, Nicole could very well turn and walk from their home without a backward glance. She was that headstrong a daughter. In her heart, Louise often wondered what Nicole would have been had she been shaped by different circumstances. Forced with family members to flee like chased rabbits from place to place, eking out food from the forests, or working dawn to dusk for enough poor food to be called an evening meal, often dodging shouts and even hurled stones at village children, being eternally unwanted. The serene life they now enjoyed along the bayou had never been able to erase those dreadful early years that had stamped an indelible mark on their souls. Louise began placing the biscuits on the baking tin. A quick glance at Nicole halted her movements. Daughter, what's wrong? Nicole did not respond. She stood bowed over the vegetables she was meant to be washing, her tears falling silently. A more tragic sight Louise had never seen. The daughter who never wept, who never showed anything but willful strength, was now bowed like an old woman. Nicole seemed unable even to tremble. She did not cry aloud, did not sob, did not speak. She stood with her shoulders bowed and body unmoving. She looked more than sad. She looked tragic. Hastily, Louise wiped her hands on her apron and rushed over. She put her arms about her eldest daughter, the child she loved more than life itself, and hugged her with the will to draw this sorrow out into the light. Tell me, Nicole, tell me now. Jean has asked me to marry him. The voice which spoke was a full octave below that of her mother, a voice full of defeat and woe. I love him so, Mama. Louise bit down on the angry retort which pressed her stomach into a hard knot. Jean was not good enough for Nicole, but saying that now would do nothing. So she held her daughter close and trembled with the struggle to hold back her thoughts. I know what you're thinking, that Jean is a bad man. The tears came faster now, and finally the sounds of weeping. But he's not. He has pain and angers and rages, just like all of us. But he's also strong and and gentle and good. The desire to dispute this pressed up so hard, Louise coughed to keep from speaking. Nicole shrugged out from the arms that held her and turned her tear-streaked face. I always thought that if he loved me enough, he would be the good man I know he has inside him. But today, today... Louise bunched her apron up in her hands and could only whisper, Tell me. Today, we talk like we have never talked before. And I told him he had to give up his friends, the one father hates so. Your father hates no man. Nicole conceded with a tip of her head, then hurriedly amended her words. The ones he thinks are so dangerous. Jean said he would sink on it. This was enough to shock Louise to stillness. First, that her daughter would be so perceptive to see the need to extricate her beloved from the threat of such companions. And second, that the headstrong and dashing Jean Dupree would love Nicole so much as to be willing to consider such a change. But Nicole was not finished.
he will not do it. I know him because I love him, and I know he will not do it. He will not. And because of this, I cannot marry him. I must not. The sobs seemed almost to choke her, and the effort of trying to breathe and speak must have debilitated her physically, for Nicole collapsed into her father's chair at the head of the kitchen table. She bowed over her hands, leaning down until her hands and her face rested upon her knees. Her voice was muffled, but the words were clear. I love him, but I must not marry him. I must not. For the children I will never have. I must not. Louise only realized she was crying as well when the figure who appeared in the doorway wavered in and out of focus. Her husband of 21 years seemed to swell and recede as he approached. Henri Robichon rest-